Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And boy, do we have a lineup for you. I'm Dr. Pat, joining you here just about every day. And uh, thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, Yep, uh, we're getting some interesting weather here in the Pacific Northwest and also our affiliates across the country, including our CBS affiliates and our WBLQ affiliates. We want to thank everybody there, including uh, KKNW AM 1150. So we've got a great show for you today. We've got two hours, two hours of amazing, amazing uh, information to share with you. Let me talk about the second hour. In the second hour, Mary Jane Mack will be on, so make sure you have our toll-free number. Uh, because we're going to be talking about cleansing your body of toxins and debris. And actually, these two hours, Benny, you know what? They're kind of about the same thing. Uh, my uh, main man today is Mr. Benny Mathers joining me here on the show, as long as, as well as Valerie D. Now, I'm getting ready to have a conversation with Will Arntz. William Arntz, let me say that. But let me tell you who he is, because I know you all know who he is. Um, He is director, writer, producer. He began his professional career as a research laser physicist, developing wave optic simulators for high-energy laser systems. And like many of us, after a few years of traveling, he landed in San Fran and began studying with the spiritual teacher. Eventually, the students were given a task of writing a software product company, whereupon William wrote, Autosys, a distribution event processor, sold the company two years later and retired. So what does all that have to do with anything? Well, here's his life. You know, after many more years of spiritual practice, he became interested in getting principles he had learned uh, out to the general public. He realized a lifelong dream using the software to make a movie. And so making a movie, off he went. It started as a small documentary about spirit and science, but grew into what we now know as a worldwide phenomenon. That phenomenon is called, what the bleep do we know? I have been uh, personally honored to work with Will and his team in helping that 2004 launch of what the bleep do we know? And I remember when this film came out, You know, I remember what that was like. Here was this groundbreaking film. And, you know, honestly, it's hard to remember what life was like before that film. But here came this groundbreaking film, launching it in the Seattle area. And being part of that, that first screening, so to speak, wow, we had no idea what direction this film would go. Now, if you say, what the bleep, almost, how many of you out there, if I say, what the bleep, raise your hand if you absolutely get what that is. Yeah, a lot of you. Well, here it is. It explored the intersection of quantum physics and spirituality. You know, this was a hybrid documentary. The film began uh, as a self-release before being picked up 
by Samuel Goldwyn and Roadside Attractions. 14-week runs at some theaters culminated in a one-year theatrical run totaling $11 million box office. Beyond all of that, the distribution of the DVD, the books, and everything associated with a new way of looking at the world uh, created what, what I consider to be an amazing paradigm shift. I'm going to talk about that today. Will is joining us here because we are introducing all of you to a new film, Ghetto Physics, Redefining the Game with William Arts. He's going to be joining us in a minute. It reveals the truth about the timeless game of power that has occupied the world forever, but the game's utility and effectiveness have reached their limit. And so a new world game is needed. I so get this because for me, I started to step into that uh, last year when we launched Transformation Talk Radio. And now this year with our 30 plus hour broadcast from the live from the floor at the Northwest Women's Show, I want to just do a shout out. And I know Benny is, um, we're waiting for Will to call in. I want to do a shout out for a minute because we have gone back to our networks and we have said, we'd love for you to help us out here. We're launching our global prosperity initiative from the Northwest Women's Show. And we'd love for you to help us by contributing airtime so we can do this in a really cost-effective way. Linda has reached out to some amazing people that are going to be doing shows. Let me just tell you, ran into Marie Manucherry the other day. She is going to be setting the stage for us on Friday from here. So I hope you all um, are going to tune in. We're going to make sure that you have an easy way. We're going to be doing readings from the the floors of the, the live floor Northwest Women's Show from our booth. This is really unprecedented. It's not one day. It's three days. Millions and millions of people will view this. And what is this all about? What this is all about is what Will Arntz talks about in this film, Ghetto Physics. Now, I want to tell you something, how enthralled I have been. I have gotten to see an advanced copy of it. So they sent it to me, and I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this film. And, you know, I, I, you know I, it's a, do, I, do I have time to really watch this film? I could not stop watching this film. Not only could I not stop watching it, and I got a sneak preview of it, is that I went back and I had to listen to some things over and over again. And I said, oh, my goodness, this is so my experience in my life. And you're going to hear when Will comes on. I'm not going to really give you any kind of you know, tips on it because I want you to hear the language that is used in this film because it is a journey that they take us and it isn't just well let me let me tell you a little bit about it you know it is examines the interplay between power players and their foot soldiers and how that dynamic is simplistically expressed how power is wielded in the world but it's done in a very interesting street smart way you know a couple of years ago we launched street smart spirituality but i had no idea that we could talk about this paradigm shift in in the way that it comes across in the film. So we get to take this journey, this documentary footage that's in here, animation, satire, dramatization, all of it is in here. And the film includes notable entertainers and thinkers such as Dr. Cornell West out of Princeton, Ice-T, KRS-One, Too Short, John Perkins, Cynthia McKinney, 
uh, William Arts, of course. Norman Lear is in this film. But more importantly, you're going to get it to hear from some of the best. And we begin with E. Raymond Brown, who co-directs the film and plays the professor in the classroom. As we take this journey, not only through the eyes of the youth that sit there, but through some people in the world that have had incredible effect on the consciousness movement. And so this is, for me today, you know, this is for me, um, I, I grew up, for, the, for those of you that don't know much about me, I mean, you know that I grew up in New York. What you don't know is that I grew up in the projects in the Bronx. So when you say the word ghetto to me, and I, you know, I, my initial reaction is, what? Ghetto physics? What? What is it that we're going to talk about? How does that relate to spirituality and consciousness? Well, I had to tell you that I had to create my own paradigm shift. Uh, and what I discovered is by the time I was done with watching this film, I asked myself the question, and I shared it on my Voice America show today, earlier today. I said, Pat, what do you stand for? What are you willing to stand up for? You know, why is what we're doing at the Northwest Women's Show so important to me? One of the things I discovered is that, you know, I'm not back in the 60s or 70s and, you know, in my 20s and getting a sign and marching out on Washington or, you know, not doing that in my life. And I was interviewed the other day and someone said to me, what is it about your life that you can say, If you had one sentence to talk about in terms of your contribution, what would that be? And and I could almost hear the silence on the phone because I was thinking so hard about that. And here's what I've I've come to know. I hope I'm contributing to help all of you who are listening to the show stand up and become empowered about your lives. I hope that that the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio have become something that you listen to to help you become empowered about whatever it is you want to do in your life. I hope that we've been able to share message. And and sometimes the message is educational. So, for example, yesterday we did some shows that were educational about, you know, two products that have helped me personally become more healthy and I will tell you that the scrutiny that some of these folks go under with the team at the show is beyond any kind of scrutiny I've ever had about who I am in my life because we're committed to you but here's the thing I love about ghetto physics it really had me look at my life in a different way so you're going to hear some language today you're going to hear the words prostitute you're probably going to hear the words pimps you're probably going to hear the words ho but you're going to hear them in a way that is very very different very different in my own life path i knew that when i was asked to downsize people in the corporate environment and lay people off one month away from pension that i had to make a decision and decide what my life was going to be about 
And so when I think back about this right now, I think about what was I doing all those years? How much of myself did I give up? You know, what was I? Was I a hoe or was I a pimp or was I both? And this is strong language. And I will tell you, this is a strong and powerful film. Stay tuned. When we come back, more about ghetto physics, Will Arntz, and hopefully we're going to get some of these other people here in the near future. We'll be right back. What if your best friend could take a peek into the future? Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, The Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off limits. It's The Dougal Fraser Show. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Our work is to help our students become aware of who they actually are. Whether you are just exploring the idea of teaching yoga or a seasoned teacher who needs to keep up your skills or someone who wants to deepen your practice, our programs are created with you in mind and are approved by Yoga Alliance and licensed by the state of Washington. We offer three levels of training so you can progress at the pace that respects your lifestyle and resources. For more information, go to yogatrainingseattle.com. That's yogatrainingseattle.com. Have you ever made a New Year's resolution to lose weight only to lose your resolve before the end of January? Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I would love to introduce you to my friend, Dr. Ann Taylor. She'd like to share a program that is not based on what you eat, but rather what you feel. Many people eat in response to stress in their lives, often without being aware how their emotions are affecting their eating patterns. So stop emotional eating in a five-step system of scientifically proven tools that help you change your response to stress and stress-induced eating. This program helps you find the missing X factor in weight management with one-on-one coaching sessions with Dr. Ann. It won't be long before you feel improved well-being, increased stamina, and more personal balance. Keys for long-term results. In a heartbeat, you can change the way you feel in a truly fulfilling way, a way that food cannot. Call 360-507-9140 to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Dr. Ann. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. 
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I gave you the introduction, and uh, I, I, I introduced you to Will. Now, I will tell you, Will Arnst is uh, somebody that we all know. And uh, you, but, but I don't know if you're going to know him in the way that we're going to talk about this today. Ghetto physics. Um, what is it? Well, I'll tell you. It's something that you're going to hear a lot about, and we're going to hear a lot about it starting here, redefining the game. Will, thank you so much for joining us here today. I've, I have to tell you, I'm so eager to speak with you. I watched this film last night three times, and I still don't understand why I was so drawn to it. So welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Yeah, I'm glad to glad to be here. It's great to have you here. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about the film and what got your attention. You know, what is it about this, Will, you, you know, that that you looked at and said, wait a minute, i got to make a film that is about game-changing, and i got to do it in a way I've never done it before. Share with our listeners a bit about that, and then we'll talk uh, later on about where people can see a, a, a screening of this. Well, it didn't happen the way you describe it. Mm-hmm. Now, the way you describe it is how I've normally done things in the past. I get this idea, and I want to <laughs> do something, and I figure out how to tell it. And very much, you know, I kind of, like, drive the whole thing. What happened was, you know, I made the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? Yeah. And after that, I kind of got to this, this point where it's like, well, that had been, like, the ultimate dream of mine, to make a spiritual movie and have it play around the world. And I had done that, and before that I had done a software company and made millions and retired. And I, I had done all these great dreams and had gotten to the top of the mountain and realized, well, the view is nice, but I'm, I'm the same. I, I haven't really – I thought this was going to make life worthwhile, and I'm kind of the same guy. So I just decided that I was going to do things differently and that I, that I the, the Will Arts me, wasn't going to decide anymore because I was done. And so I had a little talk with the universe. I said, well, universe, I'm not going to do this. I create my reality because I'm just creating more me. So I'm done. I'm off that train. But if there's something that I can do that will help people, um, I'm happy to do it because what else am I doing? But, you know, this was the godfather moment. You've got to make me an offer I can't refuse. That's what I told the universe. So that was it. And about three weeks later, suddenly I end up with a one-hour pilot of this film from E-Ray. And I watched, it was very rough. It needed a ton of work. But kind of the, the, the nuts and bolts of it were there. And I just watched it and I said, oh, my God, this is the offer I can't refuse. So it wasn't really a conscious thing like, oh, this is a different way to do it and I'm going to hit a different audience and blah, blah, blah. It was just like, oh, my God, I asked the universe for an offer I can't refuse, and here it is. So it's game on. And that's how the whole thing came about. I love that because that's how we launched Transformation Talk Radio last year. You know, isn't it interesting what the universe has show up in our lives? Why do you think this has shown up for you now? You know, what, what is it about the message that, uh, that the world needs to hear about this, Will? Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, one is, you know, there's, as everything intensifies, you know, the media intensifies, technology intensifies, the economic sense intensifies, internet, everything is intensifying, and everyone is grabbing for your attention, and everyone is doing whatever they can to get you to do what they want, to, you know, buy that toothpaste, you know, to get a new card, or whatever it is, all this pressure is coming at us, and so, on the one hand, people need to be aware 
of all the games that are going on around us and how we get manipulated. And secondly, but you can't, you have to do it in a way to realize you're buying into it too. In other words, don't become a victim because of all this going on. And so a lot of the concepts from what the bleep about creating reality are there, but it's in a much more practical way so that people can navigate through this crazy world we're living in right now and, you know, find out what there are, their own goals and dreams are and live their dreams instead of someone else's. Yeah. Let's let's chat for a minute about E. Raymond Brown, if we could. Sure. And powerful, powerful presence in the film. And I found myself going through some emotions around this. You know, when the first film started, I was like, what? You know, like, who are you really? But I'll tell you what a beautiful journey we all got taken on. Beautifully powerful, if I shall say. So let's talk about this because, you know, I before you came on, I, I said to people, we're going to talk about pimps, we're going to talk about hoes, and we may talk about some other things that show up in the film. You, you know, let's chat about what this message was, you know, with your collaboration here. Well, what happened, just stepping back for a moment, um, E. Ray Brown, or E. Raymond Brown, is an uh, African-American, grew up and still lives in the hood in South Central L.A., and uh, in the early, like 2000, 2001, he gets this idea to write a book, and the book is called Will the Real Pimps and Hoes Please Stand Up? Mm. And this is from his, you know, uh, perspective of living in the hood, and the premise being that, you know, when you see the game going down on the street between the pimp and the hoe, you know what's going on. You know the dynamics. It's the same dynamics because it's archetypal that you see through all layers of politics, media, religion, whatever. It's a basic archetype. So he just, within a week, decides to write a book on this, writes a book, um, self-publishes it, you know, sells a couple hundred copies, and then he gets the crazy idea to make a movie based on the book, having no movie experience and no money. So he goes (laughs) and gets that thing together and had got it to the point where he had this one-hour pilot put together, and then he gets it to me. You know, it's the offer I can't refuse, and off we go. So that's sort of where it all came from. But, you know, I just got to put in a little high five for E-Ray there. I mean, you're someone with, you know, no experience and no money. He just decides he's going to go and do this thing and makes it happen. So, you know, thumbs up for E-Ray that he pulled that off. Uh, thumbs up for sure. And, you know, I, I mean, let's take a, let's take, let's have a conversation that, um, uh, about what, what I walked away with. I mean, the whole, the whole end of the movie and the song at the end, um, and the whole idea about please stand up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I shared with you a little bit that, you know, the last time that, that I picked up a sign and, and, you know, walked around, you know, any kind of, you know, Capitol Hill, or whatever it was back in the 60s and 70s. And I said, I hadn't really seen that until recently when the 99ers decided to picket the White House about the unemployment benefits. So I want to ask you this idea about stand up, you know, is there a hidden message in that? What is at risk if we don't stand up, Will? Well, there's no hidden message. It's blatant. I mean, yeah. it's time to stand up. And, you know, and I think a lot of us, uh, myself included, by the way, we, you know, we kind of tend to roll over and we, we see something going on in the world. You know, we see something published in a newspaper that we know is a lie. We go, oh, well, that's not true. And then, you know, turn on the TV and forget about it. But 
you know, the stand-up thing is, is eventually drawing the line and say, no, this isn't right. This is not right, and I'm no longer going to let these people lie to me. I'm never, no longer going to let them take away my rights, whatever it is. And I want to say in the film, we're not telling people on what side to, to stand up on, because then if we do that, then we're like all the other people trying to control them. We want people to think for themselves and then stand up and do something. And it's interesting because you ask why, you know, sort of I made the movie now. Well, the universe decided, and obviously this is something happening in the universe. I mean, look what's happening in the Middle East right now. Look oh, what's yeah. happening in Wisconsin. I mean, people are standing up because they're all, we're all getting the notion that if we don't stand up, the world's going to go to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we've gone for, for a while uh, around this. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I'm a friend, Will, and I, I think this is, uh, uh, you know, going to talk to the issue of that. Uh, but I got an email from a friend, and uh, uh, they said, you're not going to believe this. They've just canceled all my medical benefits. And I said, what do you mean they canceled your medical benefits? They said, yeah, that all of a sudden the pension is not going to, there's no medical. And I, I said, well, what are you going to do? He said, I have no idea because what do you think it's going to be like for me to get out there now 50 plus years old and get medical? So, so I said, well, what are you going to do? I mean, the answer to the question, what are you going to do, seems to have this big gap in terms of answering it. What do you, what do you make of that? Because this film was not about that at all to me well you know what are you going to you know what are you going to do i mean is you know something like that i mean this is one of the things we see in wisconsin right now where people got things cut and then you start writing letters you start um protesting you know maybe you're standing out on the street with a board again maybe it's maybe it's time for that mm-hmm. um you know I, I quite honestly i think the solution it's not, the problem is not that they're cutting the meta medicare for people mm-hmm. the problem is there's not enough money and mm-hmm. the reason there's not enough money is we're spending gazillions of dollars fighting a war in afghanistan i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> take the money from afghanistan you'd pay off everyone's pension you'd pay off everyone's everything so you know people need to think it's like don't just react and pick up a card because you personally you know got got this bad thing happening what's the cause i mean think everyone the cause is we're spending you know the the united states is john wayne bully going around the world saying we're all about democracy when we're all about oil I mean, there we lie. go that well yeah that's a paradigm we're going to talk about paradigms will aren't just running us here today yeah ghetto physics we're going to talk about the title of the film but more importantly we're going to talk about the message uh kind of give you a sneak preview of what's going on here when we uh, come back with the dr Pacho. we'll be right back hey benny I've been looking for a place in Seattle to get some really good bagels. I've got some friends coming in from out of town, and they do not want to be disappointed. Just haven't found any place. (laughs) Seriously, you've got to be kidding me. You know, we have one of the best bagel places anywhere right here in our own backyard. Bagel Oasis. It's on 65th and Ravenna. I had no idea. Do they just have bagels? You must not get out too much. They have some of the best specialty sandwiches and homemade soups in Seattle. Everything is made fresh from natural ingredients. And the bagels are to die for. Not too heavy, not too crunchy, with just enough spring to balance the crust's slight snap. The sort of bagel that, when emerging hot and fragrant from the oven, could startle birds a block away. Okay, stop already. I'm salivating just listening to you. Located in Seattle on 65th and Ravenna, 
Check out today's specials at seattlebageloasis.com. Pre-order by calling 206-526-0525. Meet Kevin. I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now. I was at 35% body fat. I was depressed. I was miserable. Then Kevin consulted Seattle nutritionist Bev Kinblade, who made some adjustments in his diet. It wasn't some fad diet. It was solid nutrition. My metabolism improved drastically. My energy shot up. My self-confidence, self-esteem was life-changing. Find out about a free 30-minute nutrition appointment with Bev Kinblade at seattlenutrition.com. seattlenutrition.com. Are you tired of using skincare products full of unpronounceable chemicals? Do you eat ramen by candlelight to support your expensive candle burning habits? Well, come on down to Scenic Supplies. We have everything you need to make your own soap, candles, creams, and much more. We're open from 10 to 6, seven days a week. Come explore our store at the corner of 63rd and Roosevelt, just north of the U District in Seattle. Call us at 206 206- 525-7997. Find recipes and more at zenithsupplies.com. There are 86,400 precious seconds in a day. How are you spending yours? Celebrating a decade of teaching bioenergy medicine, Earthwalk Institute of Healing Arts in Bellevue, Washington offers fascinating, life-changing programs. Delve into the theory and practice of bioenergy healing a profound complementary medicine in integrating ancient wisdom and modern science. Study energy, chakras, biofields, high sense perception, vibrational medicine, essential oils, and more. Each moment counts on your Earthwalk. Is it your time to thrive as a healer? Please visit earthwalkschool.com or 425-289-0152. That's earthwalkschool.com or 425-289-0152. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Oh, my goodness. We are talking about ghetto physics. Joining me here today is uh, Will Ernst. And what I want to say to you is we have a pair of tickets to the March 1st screening, which I'm going to be at. I can't wait. Uh, In Seattle, going to be given away right now. We have a pair of tickets to see ghetto physics right there. I believe it's going to be at Seven Gables Theater in Seattle. And we're going to give a pair away. 1-800, and these are going to be, I'm telling you, these tickets are going to be hard to come by. 1-800-930-2819 is our toll-free number. 1-800-930-2819, a toll-free number. We're giving them away right now. Uh, Will, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we kind of launch back into the conversation, folks are going to want to know where they're going to be able to see the screening, where they're going to be able to see the film, so is it going to be other places? I know we've got the March 1st uh, event in Seattle. What, what, else, what are your plans? Well, the plans are we're, we're just doing a couple little screenings here and there around the country just to sort of test it, to, um, to you know, get some of the word out there that this is going on. Um, we're really sort of gearing up for a huge event of some sort uh, end of September where it's going to be like all over the place, then the DVD is going to land then. I'm currently writing a book, uh, a companion book to the movie, which is more of a workbook, self-help book to basically explore the idea, okay, given everything we've learned in the, the movie, now how do you implement that in your life? So we're, we're scaling all of that up. So the best thing to do is go to our website, ghettophysics.com, 
and there will be announced stuff. If it's playing near you, uh, you'll see it on there. Um, sign up on the email list. That way, you any time it's showing anywhere, we'll send it out. Um, and that's really the best way. I, I think it's great. I mean, uh, and I, I'm planning to be at the March 1st screening of it, so uh, I'm really looking forward to it. One of the things that I think we all get to do uh, is create our own opinions about messages and what we see. But I was so enthralled by this movie, and there are multiple messages. I think for me, and Will, please talk to this, there's so many layers in this film. So how do you go out in the world and talk about the message? You know, talk about what you'd like people to walk away with. Well... In some respects, because it is very multi-layered, um, I just sort of give them a little bit, but the big thing is to try to get them to see it because we put two year, spent two years putting it all on the film, and there's a lot of different aspects to it. But it, it, to bottom line it, it's really about it's three words, awareness and then conscious choice. And it's really awareness about the games going on, you know, what are the operative laws, you know, how do you affect your, your own reality, awareness of that, awareness of what you're doing, both internally and externally. And then once you're aware of everything going on, to make a conscious choice about what you're doing in your life, because one of the games that people out there play is to disempower people, to make people think they're powerless, to make people think that their protest isn't going to do anything. And it's really to, once you decide, once you see what's going on, to decide how you're going to interact with the rest of the world and really within your own mind. So awareness and then conscious choice is kind of the bottom line. Let's talk about some of the situations in the film. Uh, ghetto physics. People would say, ghetto physics, what? Ghetto physics, what? Physics? Ghetto? Wait a minute. I've got a complete, is this like an oxymoron or do I have a complete disconnect here? Uh, you know? I, you know, I, I was kind of the same way, but then, you know, about midway through the film, I was like, oh, I totally get it. Explain that, Will. Well, I mean, there's a couple of ways to go at it. One way to think about it is what is a ghetto? A ghetto is a part um, of society that's walled off, usually economically, sometimes racially, like in the, you know, the World War II with the Jews, but a part that's disenfranchised. And, and the physics part is what are the dynamics within that? So there's a whole dynamic. So one way to look at it is what are the parts of ourselves, our shadow aspects that are walled off that we don't want to deal with, and how does that affect the rest of our life? Well, those forces at play, that's physics. So that's one way to look at it that we get into the, the film. And another way to ghetto physics is you say, okay, within that limited area of the ghetto, what's, what's, what are the forces at play? Well, one of the basic forces is the pimpo relationship. Or you could say tyrant victim you know, dominator, follower, there's different ways to say it. So what are, the, what are the forces at play there? And then saying, well, guess what? If, if a ghetto is a limited area that you really can't leave, that's what the planet Earth is. I mean, no one's getting mm -hmm. off here. So mm -hmm. it then looks at the whole world. This is our ghetto here that we're all in. So there's a lot of different ways that, that you can take that uh, terminology that we explore in the film but that's what you're saying. It's very multi-layered. There's a lot of different ways you can, you know, pull things out of it, and that's really for the viewer to do. It's really fascinating, I think, to really think about, uh, to think about this using some of the language in the film. And, and let's talk about some of the language in the film. 
you know, I mentioned to our listeners that they're going to hear terms like pimp and hoe. And, um, you know, it's really clear, but it's really not clear, wasn't clear to me uh, what that really meant. And I, and, and, and I could see myself in this, in this lifetime, you know, being one or the other and had a hard time figuring out a little bit how I felt about who I am today. Is this the response you're getting from people, Will? Yeah, and that's part of the reason that this, the, the terminology pimp and hoe are so uh, important. I mean, it's, it's kind of shock therapy. I mean, it's not, it's not cute. It's not new agey. It's not, you know, kumbaya and feel good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's raw. I mean, that's the, the thing about life in the hood. Um, it's raw. And so what I think is going on these days is because of all the stuff coming at us and all the sweet double talk from spin doctors, you need to have that raw, basic language to kind of cut through the guff and say, look, what's really going on here? You know, when someone, when someone, uh, what, this is what E. Ray always talks about, that kicked off his writing the book, is when um, President Bush was saying, oh, we, we're going to do this war on terrorism and going to Iraq. And E. Ray was sitting in his house, and he goes, oh, my God, he's talking to me like I'm some dumb hoe. Doesn't see what's going on. He's pimping us on patriotism, but he's after oil. And he just had that moment. You know, speaking in those terms, and when you say it, it, I mean, it is a little shocking. It was shocking to me. I, you know, I wasn't really used to saying them very much before the film. But, you know, it kind of cuts through it, and it is, it states, you know, basic things. So, you know, when you go to, I heard your intro, when you're hired at work, and you have to do something that is morally reprehensible, but you Mm -hmm. do it anyway because you're getting a paycheck, well, you just hoed yourself out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you, you we know when we are having moments like that. We all know it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we like to tell ourselves a different story uh, about our lives, but I, I'll tell you, that wasn't the first time that I was faced with that challenge. But it, it was okay the rest of the time. I justified it away. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a corporate job. I have to be loyal. I have to do this. But, you know, now when you're talking about downsizing in a company where loyalty was its, you know, was its trademark, then you start to revisit things and say, wow, you know, what have I been doing? But, you know, there are parts of the film that are really pretty funny. And I want, I want to talk a bit to those. And then, and then I also want to talk to parts of the film where we're getting some very powerful spiritual messages. Let's talk about the funny parts first. Well, it, for me, that was one of the things. There was a couple of funny scenes in the initial thing that Iray did. And, you know, for me, it just, I, it's got to have some funny parts. You know, even, you know, in What the Bleep, we had the, the wedding that was funny. And, you know, for me, I just, I just like having the humor. And part of that um, is that you learn better when you're laughing. I mean, I did all this brain research to do What the Bleep, and it turns out your neuroplasticity, the, the way the brain can incorporate new information, goes up dramatically after a good laugh. So you really want to, you know, pace it that way. Um, Basically, it's a learning technique. Also, you know, it's a, it's a movie. And, you know, I like things that are also entertaining. You know, a lot of uh, people put out documentaries, you know, which are very good, but they're, you know, very hard-hitting, and you, you see all the stuff that's going on that's not right, and at the end you, you're pissed and you want to go out and kick something, and ugh, you just kind of feel uh, that way. And, but this isn't that. This, is, this has more of the uplifting thing, like, okay, yeah, all this is going on, so we're going to get mad about it one moment, another moment, we're just going to laugh about it because it's the human mm-hmm. condition and we're all in this together. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's important to have a certain lightness involved because otherwise it gets very easy just to go into the dark despair and then, you know, what have you done? 
I know. I, I mean, I, I love being able to go on both sides of this, right? You know, there there is sort of this empowerment feeling from the film. And I want to talk about that for a minute. And then later, uh, I want to talk about some of the, the people that are in the film. And what I mean by an empowerment feeling is I could feel myself, Will, get a get, get some anger going on in the film. You know, just like, yeah. But then as we move towards the end, and boy, did we move. I mean, we had conversations with prostitutes. We saw clips of businesses. We had questions presented about how we live our lives. But towards the end, I was feeling pretty good. How'd you do that? Uh, that was hard. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, we we got the movie more or less done, and it still didn't quite do that. And we had to keep going back. I went back into the interviews and pulled more interviews out, and had to write some voiceover and create a whole new section for that. But you know, it was just it was just something that we knew knew that we didn't want people walking out there, and just to let people know that again, like I said, look, you have a choice. You have a choice in creating what you want in your life, and. It's really getting people focused on that, because that's the uplifting part. When people, you know, like, oh, I guess I can, yeah, I get, you know, it's freedom, right? You have the freedom right. to choose. You have the freedom to enact changes in your life, so do it. And once people get that, um, that's really the uplifting part, because, you know, part of my personal belief is, you know, people are, people are pretty wonderful beings when it's all said and done. And mm-hmm. if you just give them the opportunity to, you know, make the choices for themselves, they're going to do the right thing. So that's kind of where we're coming from. I think it's great. When we come back, Will Arntz joining us here today. We're going to go down. We're going to do a rundown of the people that are in this film. And I don't know that I have ever seen, you know, such a cast of characters in a film that come from such diverse backgrounds. Will Arntz joining us here today. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Bagel Oasis has been baking Seattle's best bagels since 1988, using only the finest natural ingredients and old-fashioned baking methods to create a bagel that is unparalleled. Now, add an array of specialty sandwiches and omelets, soups from scratch daily, and you have a delectable experience making Bagel Oasis my number one pick. So if it's a bag of fresh bagels or a breakfast or lunch treat that won't break your budget, Bagel Oasis is the place for you. Located in Seattle on 65th and Ravenna. Check out today's specials at seattlebageloasis.com and pre-order by calling 206-526-0525. That's seattlebageloasis.com. And remember, call 206 526 0525. Are you tired of using skincare products full of unpronounceable chemicals? Do you eat ramen by candlelight to support your expensive candle burning habits? Well, come on down to Scenic Supplies. We have everything you need to make your own soap, candles, creams, and much more. We're open from 10 to 6, seven days a week. Come explore our store at the corner of 63rd and Roosevelt, just north of the U District in Seattle. Call us at 206 206- 
525-7997. Find recipes and more at zenithsupplies.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and we're doing something unprecedented at this year's Northwest Women's Show. We'll be conducting live broadcasts Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and videotaping interviews, too. So if you want to take your message out to a global audience, reach over 300 cable, FM, AM, radio stations. Give me a call at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Or email me at live at the drpatshow.com. That's live at the drpatshow.com. Get ready to feel more alive. Alive with a Deal brings you the truth behind things you experience every day, ways you can heal yourself, and choices that make you feel truly alive. A Deal is a true Renaissance man, a world-renowned yoga master, naturopathic doctor for 10 years, an attorney, and has degrees in physics, math, hypnotherapy, massage, operatic singing, plus he's an expert in green home building. Alive with a Deal discusses health for your body, from heartache to heartburn, your mind, from judgment to joy, your home, from cooking to to color and your spirit so you can bring forth your talents hidden deep within. A deal bravely discusses things most people wouldn't touch, delivered with compassion, integrity, and wit. Alive with a deal is about your own healing so that you feel more alive. Tune in each Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Transformation Talk Radio and Alternative Talk. Feel more alive. Alive with a deal. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Um, if you've missed any part of this interview, you're going to be able to find it on our archives here in a, in a little bit at drpatlive.com or the drpatshow.com. Uh, also, I just want to make sure all of you know that the music you're hearing is from the film, and I want to make sure you know about that. Uh, Ghetto Physics, Will Arntz joining us here today. You know, uh, just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant in terms of what this has been all about. I want to ask you, Will, first of all, let me thank you for joining us here today. Uh, how how are people going to be able to get uh, tickets for the screening on March 1st in Seattle? Um, I think uh, just go to the theater, to the box office. Okay. That's, okay. Now, I'm not sure if they have something online or not. You'd have to go check. But I know that, you know, they're basically tickets at the door. Excellent. Uh, so you, you all are going to hear a lot about this film. You know, it does some interesting things with your mind and your emotions. And I can't wait to see it on the big screen to just be part of a larger audience about this. Well, let's take a look at some of the people that are in the film. Because I was sharing during the break, one minute I'm listening to Ice-T, the next minute Byron Katie is on the screen. And I thought, what? Is that Katie? Uh, so let's talk about some of the people that are in this film, because this is a diverse group of interviewees. Well, that's for sure. Um, yeah. My favorite interviewee in the whole uh, film is uh, KRS-One. Mm. And KRS-One was one of the original hip He was one of the creators of hip-hop. And, in fact, he has the Church of Hip-Hop somewhere in um, L.A., and here's a guy who grew up in Brooklyn and really was one of the early hip-hop pioneers, but he has a complete spiritual outlook on everything, and yet he's really the street, and he's really the most entertaining person to watch, and he just says such things that when he says it, it's so simple and true that you just go, oh my God, that's great. So, you know, we have KRS-One, we have uh, Dr. Cornell West, 
who is, uh, you know, he's often on these um, news shows, very uh, educated. Um, comes from that perspective. We have um, uh, John Perkins, who wrote the book Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Mm-hmm. And he worked for the World Bank for years, and he starts talking about the stuff that the World Bank does. And basically, the World Bank has this whole PR thing. You think they're helping uh, underdeveloped countries, but basically it's a loan sharking operation. You know, we, we, in, in street terms, they're loan sharks, and that's what they do. And he describes very uh, succinctly how they basically manipulate countries into giving away all their natural resources. I mean, it's really some pretty sick stuff. So we have him, then we have Byron Katie, who is, you know, a spiritual teacher and amazing. Um, and then the next minute we interview Hook the Crook and Lo Show, who are uh, pimps, you know, working the street. And, um, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. But the interesting thing, I mean, my favorite line in the whole, the whole film is from Low to Show. And towards the end he goes, let's unite, let's don't fight, and let's get the money right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, look at the problems in the world. If you were to do that, let's unite, let's don't fight, and let's get the money right, how many of the world's problems would go away? So, you know, it's like we don't have a value judgment about the people and their roles that they're playing in the game or anything like that, because everyone, you know, has a bit of wisdom and knowledge coming out of it. And I think, for me, as I cut the film together, that was so exciting. You can have these very, very diverse folks all talking about the same thing from a different angle. And having that different angle is, I think, what gives you a really good perspective on what's going on. Yeah, I love that everything was coming from a different perspective. And, you, you know, what I what I also love, I love when you went out to the street and asked people uh, if they knew what a paradigm was. <laughs> yeah, we have these uh, man-on-the-street, woman-on-the-street interviews, which yep. are always really a lot of fun because you just get They're totally honest. fun. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So, you know, that's in it. There's a lot of different elements. I mean, we have talking heads. We have a story. We have a dramatic story. We have like a classroom scenes. We have little bits of animation. Um, so it's a very, you know, full palette of uh, cinematic tools that we're using to basically get our point across and to entertain. The other thing I noticed about it is it's multicultural and multigenerational. Um, and, and I noticed that, uh, you know, whether the classroom scene, of course, I, I thought was, you know, amazing. But as the film goes on, you know, you get to hear from people from all walks of life and all age groups. And, you know, here the, and some of them prostitutes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, these were people that were truly prostitutes. These were not actors. Correct. Correct. And, mm. you know, it was interesting. I mean, again... You know, I have, a, I have my own judgment about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then you actually sit down and you talk to all the people we did, the, the pimps and the hoes, and you realize, wow, I have all my judgments, and that, those are just my judgments. Those aren't who the people really are. I mean, when I went to Oakland, uh, we did some screenings there, and uh, one of the pimps in the movie, Hook the Crook, decided he was going to, he was going to shuffle me around that, that weekend, and, and he, he said, Will, I'll just, anything you need, just give, give me a call, and I'll you know, take care of you. He picked me up, took me to the screenings. And the more and more we talked, I mean, at one point, he said, Will, i got a question for you. I said, what's that hook? He goes, uh, why, what, what was the interest in Buddhism for you? I'm <sighs> like, huh? He goes, I said, how do you know about that? He goes, well, I knew we were me, so I checked you on the Internet. I wanted to know who I was meeting, and I read that about you, and I've never known anyone who 
really was interested in Buddhism, and I'm just wondering what it spoke to you about that made you interested. And I just sat there, and I'm like, man, well, here, here it all is. And it was a real question. He wasn't making comments. He was really curious. Yeah. And I'm like, man, here it is. You know, you have all these um, uh, ideas about what people are really like, and that's just ideas. And once you actually get to know someone, it's like, well, you know, we had the best time. So for me, you know, the journey continued. It was really uh, eye-opening about our roles and our judgments and who people really are. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, you could see this uh, coming through the film, you know, at many, many, many different levels. Uh, you know, well, this is uh, this is amazing. Uh, I want to just make sure all of you know Will, Will Arntz is joining me here today. Many of us know him from What the Bleep Do We Know? But Ghetto Physics, Redefining the Game, uh, is really an invitation for people, isn't it? And I wanted to ask you, What's your personal message? What would you invite our listeners to either do or be? Be aware and think for yourself. Don't mm-hmm. let society or your roommates or your you know, boss or your political party or your religion, don't, don't have them tell you what to do. When you, when you hear something, you know, listen to everyone, but think about it for yourself. And that's the part I think that's, that's missing the is think about it yourself and then the other thing that i realized is that when someone but then when you when you disagree with someone it doesn't mean that they're wrong it doesn't mean that you're the enemy and something that i'm becoming aware of that's going on in our society in the world is the art of political debate is gone people can't talk intelligently with someone they don't agree with they just mm. start calling names and saying this and they 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 trump out slogans you know, you call the liberals big spenders, you call the conservative, you know, fascist reactionaries, and then everyone gets polarized. And that polarization yes. that we feel at that level is the polarization of the world. So the other thing I invite is just, you know, people have to, Dalai Lama talks about, you know, religions have to stop seeing how they're different and start looking how everyone's the same. That's the, that's the thing that I think the world needs at this time is stop, is to, Stop looking at how we're all different and how you disagree with someone and look at, you know, get a common basis. Then disagree because then you'll have an understanding of who you are. It's like, you know, before I had that time with Hook, I had a certain thing about, you know, what a pimp was like, right? Then I actually, there was a common ground. We We had a meeting. We had a moment. And now my whole conception changed. So I really think that's the model for the world. It certainly is a model that each of us needs to learn more about. And uh, this uh, film, Ghetto Physics, by the way, was really an eye-opener for me. And, uh, you know, it really has helped me to even think uh, how we can be more of a contributor in this world. So, Will, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's amazing. And I can't wait to see you on March 1st. I know it'll be fun. So you'll be there, and I'll be there. So make sure you come say hi, and then we'll. It'll be interesting to see how uh, everyone likes it because I tell you, it's something. Once you see it in the big screen with a bunch of people, there's some sort of magic that happens, and suddenly everyone's talking. Yeah, so it's really, it's really pretty cool. You know, I haven't stopped talking about it uh, since I since I watched it. But you know, I've been talking to myself. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Will Arnst, everybody. Get ready for it. It's coming. Ghetto Physics, redefining the game. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Mary Jane Mack. 